and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, the Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you and joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Brody. Hello. Kieran. Hello. Shannon. Hello. And James. Hello. On the show today, we're going to be talking about Counter-Strike 2 potentially being announced, more Game Boy Advance games on the way to Switch, and a couple of game delays. But first, I wanted to talk about Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Harry's full review in which he gave the game an 8.5 out of 10 is available to read on the site. But James, I believe you have played a few hours of the game thus far. What are your thoughts? (laughs) My thoughts are that I've only played... Yeah, yeah, like, obviously it's hard to pass judgment with so little time under my belt, but um, I am so shocked that the game would put one of the hardest fucking bosses I've ever fought in a video <laughs> game, like, at the beginning, like, when you haven't even really learned everything properly. Um, yeah. I was in a chat with, like, three other people at the time, like, trying to overcome it with them together, trading strats. You um, and style. Yeah, no, no. You should all we'll, get in we'll a room, come yeah. Off we just come off something else. I can't remember what it was. But, um, yeah, like, it, it's really... It's good, but it's hard. Like, and I also... Yeah, I can't help but feel that's going to put a lot of people off, especially if they're trying the demo, which that's also in the demo. Um, and then, obviously, Game Pass people, too. Um, it, it really is, like, Sekiro, but... Like, like what Neo did for Dark Souls, this is, like, what, what Wolong does for Sekiro, if that makes sense. Like, it's... It definitely feels like a faster-paced... Sekiro slash Ninja Gaiden kind of hybrid. Um, I like it. I think it's really good. Uh, I just think that that first boss, it's just not tuned well for, like, newcomers to this, like, really fast-paced powering system and stuff. But, yeah, I do recommend it. Um, I I don't know how Team Ninja keeps putting out these games. They're doing, like, a game a year almost now, and they're all, like, pretty good. None of them are, like, phenomenal or, like, doing Mm. Elden Ring numbers or something. But, like, I I think it's nuts how quickly they're putting these games out. And then you've got that um, Ronin game next year, I think, for PS5. Although Mm. XDev's handling that too, apparently. Um, But, yeah, overall, like, I think it's so far it's really good. I I know, like, I'm saying three hours and that was, like, the first two bosses, but, like, that's all I could really... I was, like, physically exhausted afterwards because, like, it was quite tough. Um, But I am very keen to, like, jump into it Um, now that I've finished everything else that I've kind of had to get finished, like, under a time thing for embargoes and stuff. So now I've got, like, a bit of free time. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to play more. For sure. it's interesting, that, like, because Elden Ring as well, I feel whilst more welcoming to newcomers of kind of Souls-like games, that, that, that kind of tutorial is still um, easily missed. And even like the way it kind of like slaps mm-hmm. you in the face of that first boss before kind of like kicking you and introducing the idea of the tarnished and stuff. Um, it's not even yeah. like that, though. It's like, it's not like you die and then you get moved on, you know? It's literally like no, you have to beat this first boss to progress and he's like really fucking hard like just so relentless yeah yeah um, i have heard it is yeah. once you get past that first boss it is much easier like it, they definitely front front load the game with the hardest boss it's just an interesting design choice i wonder what compelled them to make it similarly to like i wonder what compelled from to kind of bury that tutorial quite literally bury the tutorial yeah um yeah i question it truthfully but kind of respect well, it at the same time. I mean, time, for Elden Ring, weird. like, everyone bought it, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it sold yeah. shitloads, people didn't care. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's the thing with this game as well. Like, it does feel a little bit... Like, Elden Ring has kind of changed how a lot of people would look at these games, I think, where if you get stuck, you can kind of go off and do something else. But this is obviously mission-based. Um, so it's very much... You kind of have to stick with it um, and get better, I think. Um, yeah. But I think still try it. I think, it's, I think if you like... If you've enjoyed, you know, Neo, Sekiro, to a lesser extent, Elden Ring, um, yeah. that you'll probably enjoy this too, for sure. Would you recommend giving the demo a go first, or you reckon? I mean, yeah, I think the demo transmit transmits transfers to the. Um, it's not an STD. Um, it transfers <laughs> to the um, like the final game. I'm right? Have I made that up? I think, I think you're right. Familiar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know they it's on Game Pass too. I feel like I do. I've got so many games still. Like already, the backlog this year is piling up rather frustratingly. Like there's, I didn't finish Forspoken. I kind of still wanted to do that. I'm kind of juggling like Atomic Heart and Hogwarts Legacy at the moment. Uh, yeah. I want to get to Hi-Fi Rush have, like, at some point. Metroid Prime Remastered. I was going to discuss Resident later on, Evil. but like I want to play that too. True. Yeah, this month is nuts. Um, mm. Which is another thing I'll get to in a moment. But yeah, it's full on. Um, Kieran, to you though. Wolong, is this likely to be a game you'll give a go? It strikes me as your cup of tea, given how much you've enjoyed other Souls-like games. I'd, you got you got me pegged all wrong. Um, I, no, Am I not. making up that you played like didn't you like hundreds of Elden hours Ring? of Elden Ring? Or like <laughs> I played I played him the Elden Ring, but like that's like probably the most forgiving out of all of them. So I mm. I yeah, nah the the structure of like the structure of that game was a lot more lenient and I think that's what allowed me to get into it. Something like Wolong where like, like James yeah. is saying it, you're literally just like spending hours trying to get past this one bit. Like that's not for me. I don't have the time for that. I do think this has like, so two player co-op on top of the, like you can add two more people into the mix. If you get stuck, okay. that might help some people. And obviously with game pass as well, like you can get people to jump in. They've got to beat that first boss to be fair, <laughs> but um, once they get past that, point, <laughs> they can jump in and help you, like at, with no barrier besides yeah. that first boss. Um, so, like, I don't know. I've seen it people like streaming, um, playing Elden Ring co-op, and we all know that I never finished Elden Ring. But I'd, I'd like, in the same way that re- I revisited Returnal later with co-op and powered through it, I'd kind of like to do that with Elden Ring. If someone would be willing to chum up with me, that would be great. Is it- James, is the co-op in, in Wolong easier to get into than Elden Ring? Like, you don't have to mess around with um, obscure items You don't have to, like, yeah, like, get up off your chair, do a dance, check the weird <laughs> face, <laughs> and then press circle. Um, it's a little bit more straightforward. There's, like, a lobby system and stuff. It's very similar okay. to um, Stranger Paradise, oh, yeah, I cool. find. Yeah, so um, you still need, like, a dumb consumable, which, like, you can get a lot of anyway. I don't know why they do that. Um, yeah. but yeah, like it is a lot more easy to get into for sure. Nice. Cool. Well, let's move on and get into some of the news from the week. Uh, and I want to start with Counter-Strike 2 potentially being imminently announced. First word of this report came from a journalist with a track record of breaking Counter-Strike related news, Richard Lewis, uh, and seemed to be back up by a new NVIDIA driver, which included support for CSGOS2.exe and CS2.exe. Um, admittedly, I'm not much of a CS guy, although I have had friends that have been obsessed with the game and put thousands of hours both into CS and CSGO. Uh, Brody, maybe I'll come to you first on this. We don't often hear or see a release from Valve. Like, how mega an announcement would you make this to be? 
I was about to say like it it probably is pretty big news, but then I sort of read the next question in the thing and it kind of dampened <laughs> my my enthusiasm a bit. Like I was kind of hoping that they might because like you said, they don't do a lot unless it's to like support tech. Like I think the last thing that I can think of them bringing out was that uh, Aperture job, uh, desk job, whatever it's called, that desk came job, out with yeah. the Steam Deck, yeah. Um, and then before that might be like that card Half-Life, game they did. Yeah, or even Half-Life that. Alex oh, Half-Life Alex maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, which again was for the Index. So uh, yeah, yeah, to hear that this probably isn't what I was hoping for. I was hoping they might like reinvent the wheel a tad to like try and compete with like Valorant and stuff who's kind of moved into that space of Counter-Strike. But yeah, um, yeah reading the next question kind of makes me feel like it's probably not that big a news at all. Well, you foreshadowed it nicely. Shannon, it sounds as though from the anonymous sources speaking to Richard Lewis that this game will simply be adding improved matchmaking to what was otherwise essentially a port of CSGO to the Source 2 engine. Do you find that a little underwhelming? And I guess to Brody's point, like, is that going to kind of keep up with the competition that's around CS now? God, it's such a hard one. Like, I used to play CS, like, back in high school and, like, yeah, in, in my late teens, but I would have no idea, like, what... I guess it probably does need updated matchmaking just based on what we know of gaming in the last, like, even two to three years, let alone 10, 15, 20, however long CSGO has been out. So 100%, I think it probably does need that update. But as with anything, Valve, right, like, I I feel like we'd love to know that they're working on something or, like, plan to work on a sequel to this eventually, like, where this just feels like a routine update and then it's not as if we can say, oh, we must be getting the next one in, in two years. Like, we literally don't know if it'll ever happen. So, it's a tough one. I don't know if you could ever really capture... I don't know, maybe you can. Maybe you can bring CS to, like, the audiences of Apex Legends and Warzone now. But it'd be a tough challenge, and that would come with some some mm. worry from them, for sure. It's interesting. Like, I feel collectively the industry is trying to figure out how to support these, like, ongoing continuous games. Like, yeah. Overwatch 2, I feel, has kind of fallen a bit flat. Like, it's like I, I suppose that was never really kind of marketed as a real sort of sequel. Like, it was pretty clear. Maybe I've just confused timelines at this point. But it, it felt like they elaborated that it was kind of just a building upon what Overwatch already was. Um you know, I, I'm a big Apex fan and I've been playing some of the limited time mode where they've added a team deathmatch kind of arena style thing to the game. Um, and it's newer kind of tighter maps. It's really quite good. And I can, having had a bunch of mates playing Call of Duty and stuff from before, I can see how it, how it supports that. But I don't know what they would do for an Apex Legends 2 if that was ever a thing. Like presumably at some point you need a major kind of graphical update or something. But does that just come the way of like a PS5 patch or something? I, I I really don't know what the kind of best approach is. Um, Kieran, you wrote up this news yesterday, though. Have you been able to gauge much of the community reaction to this news? Is there much anticipation for it? I, I'm kind of outside the CS community. I don't quite know. Yeah, I feel like because like the I think the news was kind of has been rolling out over the last few days with like new, new information added. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the initial reaction from people, a lot of people, was like you know, what do we do with our progress, with our skins? Counter-Strike obviously has, like, a very, very sure. big secondary marketplace for gun skins and stuff. So um, I think people are a little bit concerned about that. But then, obviously, the news kept coming out that it's more of just an update or report than a, than a full-fledged sequel. Is like, the, the reaction's a bit of a mix of, oh, that's it, but also that means we also get to keep all of our stuff. So I don't know. I feel like people are just happy that they're they're still updating it 
I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, I heard it's, that it, it'd been a while since CSGO had had much of an update, and that's kind of yeah. now assumed that they've been quiet because they've been working on this, but yeah. Yeah, I think it just means there's still life in the game, which I think people are happy about. Um, and yeah, I don't think Valve would do too much because they're probably making a lot of bank off of that marketplace as well. So yeah. It's been going for so long now. I think it's yeah. amazing that community has stayed stuck around it for as long as it, as long as they have. Uh, James, a part of this report is that a, a beta is supposedly um, supposedly set to launch later this month or early April. How disruptive do you think that could be to what's already a stacked month of releases? Is April stacked? What's April stacked with? Well, I think it's it's like assumed like, late March, like very early April. Right. So. I mean, I won't be partaking because Resident <laughs> Evil Four be out. But um, do you think? Yeah, it's I, maybe different audiences. Maybe maybe there's no way. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. I've never understood the appeal of this um, personally, <laughs> but I understand a lot of people love to gamble their money away on loot boxes for it. Um, <laughs> I have a friend who got a nine hundred and fifty dollar knife from that game. <laughs> How nuts is that? And they that, literally that got... That sentence just kind of boggles my mind. It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? Like, who cares? Like, who's paying that for a knife? Like, I just don't... Like, you could get a real knife for less. Yeah. <laughs> like, from house. Yeah. yeah. You heard <laughs> it here on the Press Up podcast. Go out and buy real knives. Could. <laughs> yeah, yes. Anyway, um, I think... I don't know. I, 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 I understand what... I know what Kieran's saying, like, because you've got this community that has literally... It's been, like, 10 years, right? Maybe even more. Mm. I think we're in 11. Um... And I know they did, like, a Battle Royale mode a few years ago, too. Like, they've definitely tried to keep up a little bit with some of the trends. But um, how do you get people to jump to number two? Um, and I feel like part of CS's of- success has been that they've stuck with, like, their formula. Yeah. And it works well. And they haven't really budged 100%. from that So, yeah. I and can then, like, understand yeah, why I- they might be hesitant to make any major change in, in a, any sequel. It'll be interesting. To see if yeah. it still is as popular. And then, like, what if they make this brand new game and it's really cool and everyone, but then everyone hates it and they stick on one? Like, yeah. That would, do you know what I mean? Because you've Well, got- I, I saw some some news. It's not on the show's agenda today that apparently more people are playing um, Kerbal, uh, the original Kerbal Space. I'm blanking on the name. Um, program. But program, thank you. Um, than they are the sequel, which is kind of nuts. You yeah. assume the sequel's always going to be better, but that's, I guess, not always the case. Certainly no, not the case for movies, not always but the case for sure. we're not here to talk about Scream today. Um, oh. Before we move on, though, Brody, I did want to check with you. Do you play many kind of multiplayer first-person so shooter now- <laughs> shooter games nowadays? Um, I feel like I'm the only one of the crew that kind of still Consistently dabbles. plays something, yeah. Uh, no, I guess the last one that I played with any real consistency might have been like Halo Infinite, like right near launch. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, not really. I tend to... Uh, stray away from that it's just time i'd love to get yeah. like everyone's been talking about like lightfall this week and i'd love to get back into destiny but jesus christ the time yeah so hmm. yeah i flirted with that idea too yeah. and i'm disappointed battlefield was what it was anyhow i digress we should move on uh more or a new i should say a new game boy advance game is coming to the switch joining the lineup is metroid fusion james i've thrown this topic in especially for you because i figured you would have something to say on the matter how does metroid fusion stack up against other metroid games you excited to see it join the game boy advance games um i am excited it's good it's a um 
it's probably more linear compared to the other Metroid games. Um, Audio listeners, he's just switched the GIF on his microphone to be a, a pulsing heart. So I take that. It's a pumping sorry. heart. Pumping heart. It's sorry. Powered by my love. Beating heart, even. Um, so yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Like I said um, a few uh, episodes ago, I think it's cool that like you can play all the old Metroids now that Nintendo is treating it like a franchise that they actually own. Um, but took a while. Yeah, this one, I think this is probably one of the good ones to... St- I know it's, like, the end of the storyline, almost. Like, it's just before Dread, like, story-wise. But I think, gameplay-wise, it's probably the best one for new players to jump into because it is quite linear. Um, there are a lot of times where it's like, go here, and you you, you go there. And then <laughs> the story progresses. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, normally Metroid, it's, like, very much the stories you're in. There's, like, no direction. So, a lot of people... I, I, li- I like that, but obviously a lot of newer players might not. Um, and this is also probably the most like horror tinged Metroid, I think, because um, you've got a like possessed slash infected version of Samus's suit, like hunting her, which is really cool and really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I definitely think it's worth trying. I I still kind of am annoyed that the only way you could play this is to buy the expansion pack which I don't have yet. Like, I wish you could just buy these Game Boy Advance games separately or something. I would love to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, overall, I think it's a great add to the service. Kieran, are you surprised to sense. see them add to the lineup so quickly? We kind of speculated when they announced uh, the raft of Game Boy Advance games coming that it might be a while before we see anything else. But here we are with another one being being added in. Uh... I'm not. I'm not surprised. Just being that it's Metroid, and they seem to be like James said, they actually seem to be giving a little bit of attention to that series at the moment. Um, I'm half expecting that to be the next one for like the next three months. We just get nothing for the for the yeah, time probably. being. But um, I'm. Uh, it'd be good if they were as consistent as that, um, and and spreading that across all of the formats that they have on NSO now, because there's what like six consoles that they're looking after. Is it? On the Switch Online service now? NES, NES. Sega. Um, Mega, Game Boy Sega. 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 Advance. Sega's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's at least six. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's a lot for them. That's a lot of libraries for them to keep updating. So, I hope I hope that they kind of push the gears a bit there. I do like, though, that they have, like... So, Metro Fusion, it's... I mean, I know I don't really care, but I know a lot of people have gotten excited about it almost. Like, and it, Nintendo's done like a trailer for it. Like, I, I like that mm. it's like an event almost. Um, I mean, it is also like on the other side quite pathetic because it's such an old game. But like, I think like it's just still cool <laughs> that they they give it that time and attention. You know, I love you um, getting excited about like a, a release trailer as well. Oh, yeah, I, it's it's no, but both, like both it's cool just, and it's pathetic. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like me. Um, but but you know what I mean like these games never really probably got this treatment or like this years ago so it's just sure cool to see I'm happy for you James I am Um, you and go play another fucking round of Apex with your other friends (laughs) like honestly Uh, Shannon the Nintendo Switch celebrated its 6th birthday in the week how have you rated the console thus far? Has it been a, a good six years of Nintendo Switch life? I think it has. Like, coming from the Wii U, like, knowing how many people have jumped back into to gaming, sort of through COVID especially, like, just knowing how many people, like, my friends that just haven't gamed in a decade have picked up a Switch and are loving mm. playing Animal Crossing or Mario Kart. Like, it's definitely... Yeah, it feels like Nintendo have found their way 
again in the way that sort of we grew up with, maybe not you, Ewan, but the other four of us sort of grew up with Nintendo in their life with the Super Nintendo and the 64. Um, yeah, it's, it's been solid. I think they're still banging out releases. I'm finding myself picking it up a little bit less now, I feel, just with um, even like indie games sort of running worse on the Switch than they do on PS5 or Xbox Series X. So I'm still really keen for that. What's next? But I feel like Zelda will probably have me picking it up again but yeah i don't think you can i feel like your ion neo might have kind of substituted i think yeah for sure and steam deck as well for those that have steam decks i just feel like even yeah like Mm. i was saying the indie games even run better on those sort of platforms than they do on switch so outside of your kirby's and metroids that are just pumping out left right and center then yeah there's not a huge amount reason to pick up don't 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 put the imagery of kirby pumping out anything in my head please um brody how about you are you enjoying your switch how does it compare to other consoles i suppose in terms of its significance uh yeah i mean i recognize the significance of the switch and i recognize that you know it's done some numbers but it's not always been for me like it's it's basically been the thing that i'll just play in bed like I guess yeah. up until I got my Steam Deck. So really it's not getting a lot of love anymore, but I've also never been secretive about the fact that Nintendo's catalog doesn't really speak to me. Like I'm not a huge Mario guy, don't like Kirby, don't love Metroid. So um, there's not really a lot there for me, but yeah, it was good for like the indies and stuff in bed. But um, as Shannon sort of alluded to, um, the catalogs that are coming out now, it sort of seems to run a little bit worse now and it's not my f- preferred place to play, I suppose. So, yeah. Um, but nevertheless, you cannot deny that it's, yeah, definitely the second coming of Nintendo, sort of. Like, they've had a dark time there through the Wii U. But, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think, generally speaking, the Switch has been pretty high, but there's definitely some notable spikes in my mind of, uh, you know, be it Breath of the Wild at launch and um, uh, Animal Crossing yeah, as well. The initial like spike. The initial launch. <laughs> <spike. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. No it's, other. I thought it is. It's, a, it's like a V curve at the yeah. moment. <laughs> I think, I, there's, like, there's moments I'll there's moments I'll never forget though with the switch. Like I remember the first time first time I saw one was I think was with Shannon. Yeah. Uh, when we're at the at the offices and we played like Arms, I think, or Mario Kart, maybe. And yeah. then I remember the first time I like saw one like click in and instantly come on the TV, and I was like, "What is this magic?" Yeah, um, you did so, what? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that was that was the only time I've ever done it, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, my dock has been permanently like packed up since then. But anyway, yeah, it's very very cool tech. Can't I thought that. it just charged it. You're telling me it connects it to the TV. Ooh. This is why. Apparently, through the power of <laughs> HDMI, instantly comes on the TV, <laughs> as we all have many times. I missed that's what you're referring to. I felt like I must have missed some innuendo. I missed that. There you go. Um... I was nah, there's no segue. Let's talk about game delays. Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed again for PS4 and Xbox One. It's been pushed back another month uh, to about about uh, uh, nearly by a month to May 5th. It's slightly longer than a month. It's an extra day for those doing the math. Um, <laughs> Shannon, how frustrated? How frustrating must this be, both to those eagerly awaiting the game, but also Porky Games, given how successful the game's been so far. Um. Yeah, it would be frustrating because I, I, again, know quite a few people who haven't made the jump to next gen. Um, But this is about as mainstream a game as they come in terms of uh, people wanting to jump in and play that Mm. don't necessarily pick up every AAA release. So I think, yeah, to know that people have been playing this for months already and they're going to have to wait longer for an even worse experience. Yeah. 
It would be frustrating. Um, I'd love you to tell the listeners what your conspiracy theory is. <laughs> I would love... I feel like that's a great segue to... So, <laughs> so, I keep seeing these TikToks, right, of, like, people going and, like, reluctantly buying a PS5 to play Hogwarts Legacy because they're da- that desperate to go and get them. And seeing as PS5s for the first time ever, like, widely available, on, like, in stores, you can just go in and buy one, seems like the perfect time with a big release just to kind of kick the can down the road a little bit and delay the PS4 version so people feel compelled to go and buy the PS5 version. So yes, that's my grand conspiracy theory about PlayStation pulling the strings a little bit with that exclusivity agreement to just try and sell a few more PS5s. But I'll let more sensible people um, be the judge. Yeah, no, I I feel like... (laughs) It's true, though. Yeah, it is Everyone's. true in theory. I know a lot of people buying a PS5 for this, like... I was in my local EV the other day and they had a big sign like at the um, at the front desk, which was like explaining the delay of the PS4 version of the game and the Xbox One version of the game um, and kind of, you know, like kind of calling out attention to the new release date and stuff. And I feel like such a pain in the ass to then update those posters. I People are probably going to go in on April 4, assuming that they can pick up the game then and not. So, yeah, maybe they will just go, fuck it, I'm getting a PS5. Maybe. I think in this I think economy, something. <laughs> yeah, people, um, people do. Yeah. Don't get a PS5 if you can't afford it, folks. No worries. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's frustrating. I hope the game at least runs. Runs. That would be well, fluid. Yeah. Period. James, that was that was going to be my question for you. Like, when this does eventually come out, given given how sizable the game is, like, do you see it performing as well as we're accustomed to on new gen? Yes. I think it will be fine. Oh, cool. Um, that's a relief. Well, yeah, and, and I'm. Let's face it, I am the authority on this. <laughs> but um, I think I think PS4 and Xbox One will be fine. I think that um, the like the only thing I can think about like with Hogwarts, it's quite it's quite um dense, right? So like you could probably yeah. just scale back shit there, and then the Highlands are all quite sparse anyway. So there's just I feel like there's a lot of things they could scale back quite a bit. Um, to get it working fine, and then technically they don't have to target sixty frames, right? Like I don't, I think people no. might be assuming that, no, no. and I could, I reckon they would get it. They could get it running at thirty easily. Um, Switch though, um, I don't know if it's just gonna look like Minecraft at the end of things, but like if they keep scaling stuff mm. back, but like I like an empty Minecraft world that you start off in, but um, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see it happening. I, Switch has done open world before, um, not necessarily. Um, to the same level of fidelity as the games that um, are available on 360 and stuff, but yeah, I think it's I think it's doable. Um, I genuinely would not be surprised though to find these get cancelled eventually. Like, I don't think there's a lot of money left on the table for PS4 and Xbox One. I don't. I feel like Switch is probably necessary just for the wide-reaching audience this game has in terms of yeah. kids and stuff too, and families. And I suppose, um, like, in time, the game will sell anyhow. Because, yeah. like, eventually people will play PS4s. I mean, to be, fa- to be fair, it's sold now. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Was, like, I was like gonna, they're still scrounging. I, I don't think it'll it. it'll do big numbers in May, but I think come, like, Christmas, I think it'll do big numbers on PS4 and, and Xbox One. Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. PS4 at least. Um, that is it. Yeah. Next topic. It exists. Yeah. No, uh, I... Yeah, I 
Well, James, do you do you have something else you want to say on the? He matter, just wants to lie. No, I, just want to say, I no, I just want to say that I was right and Shannon's wrong. <laughs> 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 Let that let the record state it. Um, yeah. Moving on to the other game delay, The Wolf Among Us Two has been pushed back until next year. Brody, I'd imagine this would be a game that you'd be excited for. Yeah, yeah, I liked the first Wolf Among Us, obviously. Um, again, similarly, I guess to the spirit of my Nintendo spiel i guess it's the second coming of telltale as well in a sense so very curious to see how it sort of pans i'm glad that they're just not shitting it out and they're taking their time to like put some love and care into it and it obviously gives them a bit more time to focus on the expanse which is meant to be coming out this year um so yeah look i'm all for them taking time with these games now to make sure that they're good and not just the same um format just crapped out from every few months so very excited to see what it's like. Uh, very excited for the continuation of Bigby's story. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, take your time and we'll have it when it comes. Yeah, given the kind of style... I I, I love the first game. Um, and it was clear that the kind of a lot of care had been put into creating that world and crafting these characters. So I'm glad to see them taking the time they need on this. Mm-hmm. Um, Kieran, I see you nodding along too. Is this a game you're looking forward to? Um, yeah, definitely. The first one was... It up there with my my faves from Telltale among like mm. Borderlands and the Homestar Runner game. Um, but uh, like yeah, when they announced it, I, like I was like hell yeah, more more Wolf Among Us. But I don't think I was in any rush. Like it was it was definitely a case yeah. of you know when it comes it comes. Um, and I do like that they specifically called out that they're looking after the health of the developers in in mm. delaying it as well. They didn't want to crunch to get to the level of quality that they wanted. They were happy just to delay it instead. So. Like, um, given everything yeah. Telltale's been through, I'm just glad this game is happening. Like I'm. Well, yeah, yeah that's it. It's a miracle it even it. exists. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gladly wait until next year. Um, all right. Before we play What the Wiki, do have a rapid fire question for you all. A new Nintendo Switch game has players using a roll of toilet paper to play the game. It makes me want to ask you all, what is your favorite novelty game controller? Shannon, perhaps I come to you first. Are we including like PlayStation Move in this, or is that not a novelty? That's a novelty. Um, I guess it's novelty enough. Like a boring shill response. I know. I can't I think imagining... of anything. That... Look, I'll say like the Donkey Kong bongo drums. That I'll just go with that. Yeah, that's dope. That's better. That's. I reckon that's I know what James's better. answer is going to be. Well, James, I reckon you did too, but I'm going to change it (laughs) (laughs) on the fly. Nah, I was going to say iToy. Nah, not really. Um, The chainsaw controller from RE4, obviously. Do you have it? Or. I don't. I sold it for like $30 in a time of desperation. Oh, Um, breaking. Just yesterday. A long time ago. I was like fucking four years old or something. No, I was. What did, like, I can imagine I you like thinking about it. a chainsaw. <laughs> that <laughs> explains so much. Not much has changed. What did you get? With, what did you get with the thirty dollars? It makes me want to die. I don't know. Some probably sour a, straps. I've already put it towards my oh. fucking nine ninety nine AU PS three fund. Like, oh, what a waste no. of money. <laughs> um, but I was actually going to say my real one that no one would have heard about. That I'm going to talk about anyway. Is the there was a katana controller for oh, Onimusha yes. three on oh. PS two. Am I um, making it up, or was there one for, like, that Red Steel game on Wii as well? Oh, the, um, there was probably there was. a plastic piece of shit you could yeah, put your Wii remote into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, no, wait. The the babysitting mama 
baby doll. You put the Wii remote in its no. back. And then you shake the baby. No. That's after horrifying. It, kind of. You shake it? <laughs> and that yeah, looks I don't after know meant to shake it. I don't it know takes care of it, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but um. anyway, so yeah, what do we got? We got the chainsaw, katana, <laughs> and you inflate it like and a, a plushy baby. A plushy baby. A toy. So I've had this for everyone. It's a, so it's we a good can move list. On. This is rapid, yeah. this is rapid this is fire. fire, fire. This yeah. is meant to be rapid fire. Uh, Brody. What's yours? Um, I knew James was going to say the chainsaw, so I looked up something else. Uh, yeah. Res, when it came out on PS2, yes. it had a, 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 a vibrator. It had a vibrator controller, yeah. The you trans vibrator. Enough said. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the trans vibrator. So I, I was That's all about one. that. Yeah. Karen? That's cool. Well, I was going to call out the trans vibrator, but my backup is the Dreamcast <laughs> fishing rod. Oh. Good which yes. I actually genuinely owned. Uh, and and I used that. as a, as a child. <laughs> um, I didn't have one of these, but I watched some videos of people using recently. And DJ Hero's controller, so Ooh. rad. I had no idea cool. there was so much to like the. I've got like one under the, my bed. The fader <laughs> being a mechanic and stuff, like so so cool. I've got um, one under my bed out, right now. Shout out for Duck Hunt as well. That was probably the first, and also. Mario Paint was another classic novelty oh, controller. Yes. Yeah, was the really SNES good. Mouse and mouse pad. Spent a lot of time with that. And the, the, remember the fly mini game? Yeah. You had to swap yeah. them. Was iconic. I've just had a look, James. If you want to buy back your chainsaw controller, they're on eBay for about eight hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he will. Inflation getting to everything. <laughs> Do you think you'll be that's, able to find your original one on there? That's that's for PS2 though. GameCube's probably, probably more expensive. Mine has passed away. They took advantage of a little boy. Yeah, they took advantage of a small, small Jamesy poo. <laughs> took all his money. Oh, no. Nah, it was, it was definitely, it, I think it was like a hundred bucks, to be honest. Um, But that's definitely still... Sold at a loss still, so that's, it's yeah. not great. I actually think, like, um, friend of the show, or even pressed up writer Stephen, has one still. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Steven what his title is. <laughs> I think he still has one. Is it yours? Confirm. I'd have to confirm. Is there any chance? Maybe it is. Maybe yours. it was. Yeah. We'll take it back. Yeah. <laughs> Your earlier point mm. still stands. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, that concludes the rapid fire round. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let's play What the Wiki, the press start podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and we, the contestants, must guess the game. A point is awarded for each correct guess, and the round ends after one person scores two points. Currently in the lead, it is Brody with seven points. Uh, James, Shannon, and myself are tied on five points apiece. Kieran is on four points. As last week's winner, Shannon is in the hosting chair today. And hopefully he's wow. ready with his games. Huge. <laughs> An Ape Escape may, may or may not be included in this list. <laughs> <laughs> the game is a survival horror video game played from a first-person perspective. The player will encounter a number of creatures which each embody an aspect of the game's themes. Yeah. I backed out. I backed out. Throughout... The game, the player will find a large array of clues, such as notes and audio tapes, which build atmosphere and furthers the plot. I've just described every horror game in you existence. Yeah. I'm going to guess Prey. 
No. Okay. Similar to most titles by Frictional Games, the player progresses through puzzle. Um, nah. Go. Progresses through <laughs> puzzle solving exploration and the use of stealth. Brody. Yes, Brody. Oh, this is annoying. I don't actually know who Frictional Games are, but I'm going to guess Amnesia, no. The Dark Descent. Wrong. Okay. Oh. And the use of stealth, the player must <laughs> may die if they fail to avoid monsters, although two years after the initial release, a safe Kieran. mode. Yes, Kieran. Is it Soma? It is Soma. Well done, Kieran. That was that well was a good done, one. Well done, Kieran. That was a good Joins one. Joins us on five points. That's the first thing that came to my mind, but I thought for sure James would get that, so I thought it can't be that. Because so. it, the, the description was the same for, like, all their games. Yeah. <laughs> they have, like, eight games. <laughs> <laughs> The game is a first-person adventure game with survival horror elements. The player takes control <laughs> of a character who must navigate a castle while avoiding various... Tech- Brody. Yes, Brody. I would... Is it writ? <laughs> you would what? No. What are you no, no, on? Go, go. Stop. Is it, is it Resident Evil 8? It's not. Um... Okay. While avoiding various dangers and solving puzzles, you're back. The gameplay retains the physical object interaction used in an earlier series, allowing for physics-based puzzles and interactions such as opening doors and fixing machinery. Smaller items can be stored in an inventory menu while large objects can be raised by holding down a mouse button and pushing or pulling the mouse. The game's <laughs> yeah, I should have read this before reading it. The game's difficulty level can be adjusted preceding its initiation, but cannot be re- re- adjusted once the game has begun. Oh my god! Really wordy. I know. I, Wikipedia article saying everything without saying anything at I know. all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the character's sanity must be managed, centered around on uh, an afraid of darkness yeah. mechanic. According to designer Thomas Grip, the idea was basically that the darkness itself should be an enemy. Brody? I know what this is, but lo- what is it? <laughs> yes, Brody. Brody. Is it? Mm, this is not right. Layers of Fear 2. No, Brody. Okay. Uh, James. Yes, James. Is it Call of Cthulhu? Oh my God, no. I'm going to need to go back. Ewan. No, don't give it to anyone else. Yes, you Is it in. Outlast 2? Oh my god, no. There's no castle in Outlast 2. The game... I didn't know. I was guessing. ...is by Frictional Games and was released in 2010 oh, for, for Windows, Mac, and Linux operating James. systems. Ewan. James. <laughs> Amnesia the Doctor Sent. It is Amnesia the Doctor Sent. Well done, <laughs> Fuck for that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, game number. That was a mess. We only Sorry. have ourselves to blame. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the you're g- fine. The game features a journalist along with his wife roaming the Arizona desert Ewan. to explore. No, yes, no, you are. No, no, I'm back now. Oh my God, <laughs> you're all killing me. Honestly, is roaming- it amnesia? <laughs> no, but <laughs> you'll understand why. It's annoying. <laughs> why roaming the Arizona desert to explore the murder of a pregnant woman who is only known as Jane Doe. Both get separated in a helicopter crash, and Blake, the main character, has James. to fight. James, yes. James, James, give it. Is it Outlast Two? <laughs> it is Outlast Two. <laughs> it is Outlast Two. <laughs> Does that make? James is it actually? The winner? Yes. Fuck. 
damn it. <laughs> that's that was desert? desert? That was genuinely the most frustrating round of fucking what the wiki I've ever well, played. Well, yeah, because you that set amnesia the round before, then Nuances Outlast 2. We just like, got the order of Because they're the same fucking games, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the theme was horror you games just, in... You just trolled us so much. Anticipation of God Scream 6, the movie of the year that releases oh, this week. Go and see sake. it. Yeah, in, in case you're missing all those Scream jokes, it's you need to go and watch the YouTube version of the podcast because these guys have got Scream masks behind them and Scream shirts on. They're clearly very excited about the movie, hence why I, I dug it earlier in the show. Um, with that, though, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at PressStartAU and visit the site at PressStart.com.au. We've been joined today by Brody. Uh, thank you. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. Kieran. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at H-A-S-H underscore B-R-A-U-N. Shannon. You can follow me at Shancake underscore on Twitter. And James. Yeah, you can follow me at, at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.